What's up, podcast? Today I share my full interview with Kyle Franco, a good friend of mine and the sports editor at the Trentonian, a local paper based out of Mercer County, New Jersey. Hope you all enjoy it. What's going on, everybody? Dill Manfrey on hand uh, for the sport profile. I'm very excited to be joined by Kyle Franco, the sports editor of the Trentonian, a local paper based out of Trent, New Jersey, and a good friend of mine. Uh, Kyle, how are you holding up through all this? Well, we're hanging in there the best I can. We're, we're mo- mostly working from home here, so uh, I was trying to trying to work on my bookcase game but behind me for a, for a, for a video interview <laughs> uh, but yeah just sort of the, the the best we can got got most of the guys are all working from home and uh, mm-hmm. we're just trying to do our best to find uh, as much local content a, a, as possible how you know we were talking about it before how tough really is it to um you know just find that local stuff you know after like the first few weeks because I know like you just said like the first week you had like pretty much everything laid out because it was just like the news of everything canceling, but then after that, um, how has it really been? Yeah, well, it's like your program for the spring for the spring season. At least when when you work at like I call it the hyper local level, like we are, so we're covering high school high school sports. Yeah, uh, like you're, you're kind of programmed for okay, here comes the high school season. So I know I'm going to have in the spring. I've got baseball, softball, track and field, uh, boys and girls lacrosse, mm-hmm. and you're like so you you would usually have your schedules all there and you would have this all planned out as hey this guy's going here that person's going there we're taking photos of this and then all of a sudden that's not there so it's like the rug gets pulled out from under you and and you're there like well how are we going to make this work right because yeah. we're so used to having that that local content of something that's sort of on a canvas for us to to go for like there's an event scheduled we know we have to be there we don't necessarily know what's going to happen at that event but we definitely know that there's going to be a story coming out of that and now we don't have that. So we have to try and find a way um, to, to generate local content. And, th- and there's a lot of um, local stuff out there. And, you know, our guys have been good about finding some unique stuff. Um, I know in, uh, in, in Pennsylvania, they closed all uh, their high schools and canceled all of the spring sports. Yeah. So, so we've done some stuff with that on our lower Bucks County stuff. Mm. Um, we'll see what happens with New Jersey. They haven't made a declaration here yet. Yeah. Um, but, but I, you know, to be honest, I, I feel like there's really only one outcome and that's going to be uh, at some point spring sports getting canceled, uh, unfortunately. So, so we tried to find some interesting angles. We've done some stuff on uh, NFL draft, right? Thank goodness for the NFL draft <laughs> this time to kind of provide you with some, some angles and some stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I did a story on uh, how the umpires are being affected during the shutdown, right? Okay. One of the things you heard, right, what we talked about was, oh, uh, you know, we feel for the athletes, especially the seniors. Um, you know, and the coaches having to go through this and the fans, but I, I was thinking like, well, what about the officials? Cause I have some friends um, who I've got to know and make contacts with who, who officiate games. So mm-hmm. I got around to kind of to, to calling some of those guys up and saying, you know, how does this affect you? And, and one of the guys I was talking to was a division one umpire at oh, the wow. college level, but who had previously worked in the minor leagues. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and one of the things we talked about was that, you know, he, he's like, Hey, I was getting ready to go work a series in, in Philadelphia between St. Joe's and, and somebody else. And then all of a sudden you get a call and it's like season's over and you're sitting there and you're like, well, what am I going to do? I'm out, I'm out 15 grand right now. Yeah. That's you, your you job. Know, like, and, and you know, that's what their, their, their job is. A lot of times it's not your full-time job, sure. but it's you do on the side. And he's like, you know, what do I do now? I'm out 15 grand. There are other guys who are out 40 and 50 grand. Yeah. Depending on, depending on where you work and what leagues you work in. 
Absolutely. right? So, I mean, this, this, this shutdown has uh, affected everybody in, in, in the sports world, from the athletes to coaches, the fans, the officials, to the media that, that, that covers it. Mm. Um, so, yeah, it's, it, it, it's a tough time, and, and everybody's feeling it. So, I guess, you know, a follow-up question would be, like, what are some ways people, you know, can create content, um, you know, in a time now, like, without sports really going on because you know you're not going to have your game story so how can really i guess you know journalists or just anybody just come up with content yeah well i think from a sports angle the first thing you have is that everybody's affected by it yeah right um you know and, and we're still in a period here where you know it's the cancellation of a spring sports season is still kind of fresh and, and raw on Definitely. somebody's mind um you had the ncaa decision where they said okay seniors you know, everybody can come back for an extra year. Well, mm -hmm. how does that affect the senior class? Some of those, those kids, right. May have had jobs lined up yeah. after, you know, after graduation, it may not be in their best interest to come back for another year. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah, remember I that rule applies to freshmen, to sophomores, to juniors. So everybody is getting an extra year. So it throws off the scholarship limits. Mm -hmm. um, so now the roster sizes are, are, are different. So there's a whole, you know, for everything like that, there's always a trickle down effect, right? So for every decision you make, so for, for instance, the NCA making that decision, right, that affects every school differently, because now all those decisions in terms of scholarship money and roster size have to be made on, on the college level. Definitely. Um, yeah, so there's, there's you know, there, there's stuff like that, um, you know, different athletes trying to, to help out in, in different ways. Um, you know, some people maybe maybe buying lunch for for first responders. Um, it's a chance to maybe catch up with people whom you haven't haven't talked to in a, in a while, or maybe it's something that you missed during the during the winter season because you were so busy. And it's a chance to kind of go back and um, you know catch up on stuff. Like I said, uh, we were kind of talking before. We went back and did some all decade teams. Yeah, for baseball and, and softball to kind of generate conversation and and, and get people talking. Um, but look, it's yeah, it's it's tough when you don't have that that canvas of having uh, a game on the schedule every day to to go to. Yeah, and it's almost just so. I mean, yeah, people in journalism are you know we're still we're we're still trying to report best we can, but you know you're right, like you said, like we don't have those things on our schedule anymore, so it just leaves such a void. It's do you almost feel like you shouldn't be where you are right now? Like, has it felt just weird? Like you should be somewhere else. Yes. Yeah, it does. It feels it feels strange sometimes when you stick your head out the door, right? And a couple of days ago, it was like seventy degrees out. And yeah. You kind of look outside and you're like, why am I not standing outside at a baseball game or or a softball game? Or yeah. I should be getting cover uh, opening night for the for the Trenton Thunder, but instead mm. I'm I'm inside writing a column about. Well, I hope there is a season. Yeah. And then if there's a season. What happens next year when minor league baseball changes forever? Yeah, coming up with you know plans to to change how the minor leagues operate and who knows what that's going to look like. Oh, so my God. And, and I'm like, I mean, I'm writing that column and I kind of want to be like, yeah, I wish I was writing that column at the ballpark, right? Like, yeah, um, like I'd settle, I'd settle for like competitive bocce ball right now. <laughs> if we could, if we could, if we could get something like that, I'd go out and cover that or take pictures of that. What would be the weirdest sport you would ever cover in a time like this? <laughs> well, I don't consider video games a sport. Okay. So, no, some people are probably going to be, like, ready to throw something at my, at my <laughs> face. Like, what do you mean esports? I don't – maybe that's because I haven't played a video game myself since college. <laughs> so Honestly, I, me too. Like, I haven't played a video game in, like, two years. Yeah, it's not something that was really, like, 
that I guess I was super into. Like I would, sure. play it, but like I have no interest in watching MLB players play the show against each other or NBA right. players play each other in 2K. Like I have, I have zero interest in that. Um, but it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe I should be trying to cover an esports tournament right now. If guys gaming from their couches. But you, you would do it. You would do it. I, I might do it. I might. I, I, I might be ready to go out and do it right now. Has anyone brought that idea up to you? Not yet. Not, not yet. But we've. We'll, we'll see what happens. <laughs> there's, there's, there's going to be time here to find some, some kind of oddball and, and stories. The idea is on the table, though. Yeah, it's definitely on the table. It's, I mean, what else? I guess what else is there? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. So it just, wait, it just feels so weird to say it. Everything's on a table. We're on a very much. We're on a on a day by day basis here. Yeah, you know. So what were what were you like in you know high school and college? You know, just as like a person going through you know journalism classes. You know, trying to garner your interest. Uh, well, at some point, well, I'll say this: at some point, you have to realize you're not good enough to play sports. <laughs> at the next level and you have to find something else to do so that hit me you know after my my senior year of high school where I was like "Mm, not good not not good enough to to run with the big dog so to speak so I gotta find uh, yeah Uh, I played soccer and baseball okay got cut from the basketball team a bunch of times (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yeah at some point you just gotta be like you know, like I want to stay involved with sports. You know, I like, I like sports. I, I like to be a part of it. And, and how can I do that? Um, and for me, it kind of took me into this sort of sports media world. Uh, mm. You know, it's a great way to still kind of be able to interact with athletes and, uh, and coaches and get a chance to, to tell their stories. Like it, it's always about the stories of these athletes and coaches for me. It's not about uh, me like inserting myself. Yeah. The, the conversation it's it's I'd rather kind of let them tell their stories and I'll kind of just sort of get out of the way a little bit and sort of just be the one who can who can present that uh in in a certain way so that's what what kind of appealed about it to me and then also being part of kind of like a community aspect so yeah. I feel like when you do it on the local level in, in terms of high schools you're sort of part of that community Definitely. Uh, in, in a way not not as much as like hey I'm uh, you know I'm I'm interacting with the athletes every day. Like that's something their coaches do. Yeah. Like you're, you feel like you're kind of part of that community. So you still get to interact with them. You watch the game, you get to tell their stories. Um, I probably interact with the coaches more than I do the, the high school athletes. Sure. Um, but I think for me, that's always felt as a way to be kind of part of that um, community. And, and that to me is something that's appealing and, and something that I, I really enjoy about covering high school sports. Is that, I mean, I guess high school sports is such like a niche, like realm, if you will. What do you like most about it? Is it that interaction that you just said? Yeah, I think it's it's sort of being part of the, the community, and it's something that's unique to your um, specific area or your specific outlet, right? You wouldn't go Definitely. to, I always say, like you wouldn't go to the New York Times or the New York Post for stories about Mercer County high school athletics, yeah. right? Right, like if you want to read about, uh, you know, New Jersey high school athletics here locally in Mercer County and then Lower Bucks in, in Pennsylvania, mm. uh, right across the river, right, you would come to us. We would be the ones who, who would be able to provide you with that kind of coverage. I say that's where our bread is buttered in, in terms of the local coverage. Sure, we, definitely, we, you know, we do stuff on, on the Giants and the Eagles and the Jets and the NFL, and, and we'll have Yankees and, and Phillies and Mets stuff uh, during baseball season. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but for the but uh, but for the most part, it, our again our our bread is kind of buttered in the local content. Definitely. Right? So so people understand that if if you want to read about local content, we're the place to go. So we've always gone very heavy on on local content, um, and that's something that has, has you know was a goal of the, the Trentonian before I got there, and, and something I learned you know while I was coming up. Um, mm-hmm. And something I think once I, you know, if I were to say transitioned to sort of role as, as a sports editor, that's something we've continued to do is make sure we really hammer in on the, on the local coverage. Absolutely. Is that something you like covering the most, like high school sports? Um, yeah. Like, I mean, I love, I love college basketball. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, it's probably like, that's where I really got my start when I was, when I was in college. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to, I went to Rutgers University yeah. in New Brunswick and I got my start. Um, at the student paper, they are covering the the men's basketball team. So yeah. um, now this was Rutgers. This was during Fred Hill's four-year reign of error, um, which was then followed by Mike Rice's four-year reign of terror, <laughs> followed by Eddie Jordan, who was basically a wet log. <laughs> and then they, <laughs> they finally got the Steve Peichel, um, who's got something going on. So I'm definitely happy to see the alma mater on the on yeah. the. On on the uptick in, in, in basketball. I watched a lot of bad basketball games at Rutgers. Um, I love what you just said, the reign of error. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I saw a lot of bad basketball games uh, at Rutgers, but that's how I got my start. So college basketball has always been kind of one of my favorite sports to cover. I, and that's, I, look, I love mid-major basketball. Like, yeah. I, I, because you can get in there um, and you can really get a chance to, to know some of the guys, know the coaches, be able to to tell their stories and you don't have like 20 other media outlets hanging over your yeah, shoulder. Yeah, I, I definitely understand that. You know, so um, I've always been a, been a huge, huge, huge fan and supporter of mid-major basketball. I always will be no matter where I go in, in, in life. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, the Mac is its own sort of wacky world as, as you, you know, probably yep. <laughs> learned. Uh yeah, and then, and then certainly I, I enjoy doing the high school stuff. I got the chance to, a couple of years ago, I took over as a high school girl soccer writer. And okay. some of my, you know, some of my, like, girl soccer, why would you want to do that? And I'm just like, well, I, first of all, I love soccer. Yeah. Um, and it was a chance to just take something and make it your own and <laughs> kind of, you know, put your own spin on, on the way you cover it. And, you, you know, you pick the all-star team for the paper at the end of the year. And then yeah. got a bunch of people with pitchforks ready to come after you because, um, you know, Sally didn't, you know, <laughs> first team or whatever. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I've kind of, you know, sort of made it, sort of took it and put my own, my spin on it and the way it turns away. I, I cover things and uh, I've really, I've really enjoyed it. And the people have been great. Like the coaches that I, that I get to deal with, you know, yeah. the most part have been, been really great and, and sort of made some friends. Um, there who I, you know, keep in touch with all the time. So mm-hmm. um, that's, that's been really cool as well. Talk about like, you know, your first like professional job, like, you know, you're graduating college and you're trying to navigate the job market a little bit. Um, obviously, you know, the narratives are out there that like, it is very difficult yeah. and it's no secret, you know, so how did you really navigate the waters a little bit? I actually, got, I got, I got lucky that um, I had, I had done some, uh, an internship with the Trentonian between my junior and senior year okay. of, of college. And mm-hmm. Um, I was, once I graduated, obviously I didn't, I didn't have a job when I graduated right away. So I was kind of just doing some freelance stuff, um, 
you know, just trying to, well, working at like the, the gym, I was like working at the gym for a couple months after I graduated looking for a full-time job. And I remember, um, someone had left the Trentoni who was covering college basketball, was covering mm -hmm. rider, rider men's basketball. And because I had done stuff for them in the past, in terms of in the internship, they called me and said, Hey, would you be able to hop on the rider, uh, basketball beat for the, for the remainder of the season? Mm -hmm. Um, so I went and I did like the second half of the season from like mid December through the, through the rest of the season. Uh, and then I was like, they're like, Hey, so, so what are your, your plans moving forward here? And I was like, well, I'm going to finish the season and then find a full-time go out looking for a job. Right. And they were like, well, yeah. we have an opening here. Would you be interested? Um, of course. And I, yeah, I said, why not? It, it was either that or, or some, or, or some paper in like uh, Ohio or something or Kentucky that I had applied yeah. for and was in or wanted to interview me and, you know, hire me. And I was in my head, I was like, I'm, I'm going to go for the one in it's a little, that's a little closer to home mm -hmm. and has something available that I really want to do. And I've just kind of, it's just kind of taken off from there. I don't say that I had a, I don't think when I took the job, I, I had this grand idea of I'm going to be the sports editor there one day, or really? I'm going to be here. And or as people always say, like, what do you want to do in five years? And it's probably like my least favorite question that yeah. people that people ask because I'm always like, I don't, I don't know. Like, mm -hmm. you just never, you just never know where life is going to take you or what kind of opportunity is is going to come up. I never thought I would have said, hey, you want to be the sports editor here? Uh, at the, and I was like 20 five years old at the time mm. when they, when they asked me to do it. And, uh, you know, you just, you just never know. So uh, again, I, I, that's, that's kind of how it went down. So I've been, I've been, I was very, very lucky to be able yeah. to, to land there. And, um, you know, it's, it was a, it was a good spot for me in terms of the people who were there, um, that have kind of were able to help me get to, to where I am. And now, um, hopefully I, I get a chance here to, to work with some, some different people. And I always say, Hey, if you come here and you start with us and then we move you on to some somewhere else, bigger and better then then we've, you know, we've done our job and we've had guys go on to uh, major league baseball, MLB.com, yeah. uh, a guy on the baseball America oh, wow. uh, had a guy move on to, well, one guy moved on to be a lawyer. Um, <laughs> and then, and then, and then, uh, and then asked me to write his letter of recommendation for him. So he's lawyering now. So I take, uh, I take, yeah. a, I take a little bit of credit for that. Um, yeah. <laughs> my guy, Nick Perufo, who's out there lawyer and, uh, uh, somewhere. And, uh, you know, he was a guy who was just great to work with as well. So, so I've been really fortunate to work with, um, some really great people along the way. Yeah. Um, you, you had mentioned that, you know, it's, it was either this or something in like, you know, Ohio or like Kentucky, you know, how, how far do you live um, from where you work or like, where do you live now? So I'm, I'm actually, I live right over uh, the bridge. In okay. So you're in yeah. PA. Yeah. I'm actually in PA. So I'm right on the other side of the bridge. Okay. Um, you know, um, but I'm originally from uh, suburban Philadelphia. Okay. So I, um, uh, Montgomery County, Pennsylvania. Gotcha, where, gotcha, gotcha. Where I'm or, or, originally from. Okay. Um, so yeah, so I don't, so I'm not, I'm only trekking like 15 minutes into, to work. Yeah. Um, of course I haven't, of course I haven't actually been into the office uh, in like uh, a week and a half. Yeah. <laughs> uh, locked down at home. I think I've, I've been in, I've been in the office twice since I got back from Atlantic City. Um, as you know, you were there too. Uh, mm. You know, there March, what was it? March 13th. Yeah. Something like that. You know, so, I was planning to, I was telling my parents all week, I was like, listen, like I'm, 
we're going to do something for your anniversary because their anniversary was March 15th. You know, we were, I was like, yeah, we're going to do something on the 16th. And then it's like, all right, I'm coming home the 13th. And they're like, why? I'm like, it got canceled. I know. Yeah, I hear you. I, I spent, I said, I spent my, I spent my birthday locked up inside. Uh, uh, oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. My, my, my mom had a birthday the other day. Oh. Uh, <laughs> called her. She's, you know, locked inside for her birthday. So uh, it's just kind of, it's, it's one of those things you'll, you'll always remember this one. I know we did, we did something like that for my aunt as well. Um, it was her birthday like, like a few weeks ago or something. And, you know, we did something like that. Um, what was I going to So, you know, as a sports editor, you're managing like a handful of people. Well, first of all, how many people like, you know, are you managing? Like, you know, you have like your. Yeah. Well, in, in sports, including myself, we have four full, full-time people. And then we have uh, a part-timer, uh, and then we have uh, a freelancer that we use regularly, and then uh, a photographer, a freelance photographer that we also gotcha. use. So yeah. it's not a huge desk. It was obviously, obviously, it was much bigger when I when I interned there, mm -hmm. um, and obviously it's gotten much smaller because of the, the the changes that have happened in the industry. A lot of them not for the better. Um, yeah, something we're all you know you're you're kind of aware of when you go into this. Mm. Um, but yeah, so it's a lot about managing personalities, right? I don't, I don't worry as much about, is that story going to, going to be there on time? Like it's about managing the different personalities on the desk um, and making sure guys just are, are assigned to everything. Right. <laughs> and that, and that, and that we know what's coming back from them. Right. Yeah, definitely. You, you know, so it's, it's a lot more of that. Um, you know, and everybody has a different kind of management style that they use. Mine has never been a big sort of rah, rah, let me get up and make grand pronouncements or hold a bunch of staff meetings. Uh, mine's more on an individual basis, which you can do with a smaller staff. I think yeah, if you were sure. with larger, larger staff, you would probably have to have more um, group meetings for together, sure. like when we were allowed to have group meetings. But um, yeah. Yeah, but but working with a smaller staff, it's I do everything more on an individual basis. So yeah. it's more a lot of one-on-one -on -one stuff with each individual person, and then it goes into a greater budget. So we have a, a budget for the week that we yeah. have, um, that lists everything that's coming on a particular on what day it's happening, who's going to be there, what time it starts, are we taking pictures of it, uh, how mm -hmm. much space do we need for it? So that all gets gets put into a budget at the at the beginning of the week but I do a lot of my managing in terms of like one-on-one -on -one, person to person managing as opposed to let's call them all into a big group and, and have a big group think yeah basically my my uh my point in asking that question was like you know you know since you're the sports are you are you ever like you know hey you want to cover the Super Bowl you can go like um, you know like do you ever do that with yourself a little bit like like you know I'm the sports editor Let's go cover this. Let's go cover that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sometimes, and sometimes it's about like like delegating stuff. And obviously, there's a monetary budget that you have to absolutely keep in you know keep keep in mind. And and we were actually fortunate enough to get one of our guys to the Super Bowl this year in yeah, Florida. Yeah, Greg Johnson. Yeah, you talked. Yeah, you talked to Greg, right? And we we were able to do that because we had a connection down in Florida. Mm. We were able to to kind of uh, provide some housing for us. When mm. certainly you know limits limits the cost on it so definitely so that's something that yeah so that's why we were able to to do that but uh, 
yeah, like, yeah, you could do stuff like that. And, and look, as you, as you get older, there's also things where you look at and you go, I don't have to do that anymore. You can go do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> that's, that's kind of one of the, the perks of, uh, the boss is, uh, you could kind of, you could pick and choose, a uh, a little bit, but no, I still like to get out there and, and do a lot of writing and, and do a lot of assignments. And, uh, look, I, even as sports editor, I've gone out and, and done, uh, little league games that, you know, maybe I didn't necessarily need to do, but I look, I, I like to get out of the office. I like to, to interact with, of course. The, with the people. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's all good for me. I've never been one to be like, um, I'm going to be chained to the desk and just be, you know, like a traffic cop waving yeah. people here, here, here. Like if, if I'm going to do even do this sports editor thing, I'm going to be out and, and, and working and, and, you know, covering stories and, and going to events. Of course. I mean, it's, I mean, it's part of your job. Like this is, you know, that's, what you love to do. That's the way I looked at it. And that was, that was like before I, I, I went, to become the, the sports editors, that was my biggest concern. Because I said, hey, I'm not, I don't want to be chained to the desk where I have to sit inside all the time, right? I, I want to go out and, and, and cover stuff. That's, that's where I get the thrill. I right? can only imagine how you feel now. Yeah, like the thrill and that's in report stories. That's what, I, that's what I want to be doing. And I also think the desk, because we're such a small staff, I think it works better that way too, that yeah. I, I'm kind of part of the, the, the coverage and, and doing the, the reporting and I think that um is probably something the the guys I hope that's something the other the other guys on the staff appreciate that um you know here and I'm, I'm willing you know that I go out and, and do that stuff and I'm right there uh with them and I'm not just hovering over them and mm-hmm. right, st- stopping my feet and saying you know do this do that no absolutely do you ever um you remember covering your first game you know what was it like <sighs> my first game ah uh, my first game was well, the first story I ever had to write was when I was in college, and yeah. my assignment was to call this runner on the cross countries, okay, and, and talk to her. Now, I, you, I had no idea what I was what I was doing, what I was the sport, like what the point is. I just do cross country. You run a lot. That's <laughs> that's right. <laughs> you run a lot. That's that's all, that's all I knew about it. So, As a former cross country runner myself, that's pretty much a description I've heard. A lot. So that's, I remember that is, that was the first story I was ever assigned was to write a feature on a, on a cross country runner at Rutgers. Okay. Um, and I just remember, all I remember was that she wanted to be a cheerleader, <laughs> okay. but instead ended up being a runner. I don't remember anything else about the story, except that she, she, I remember her just saying, I wanted to be, I really wanted to be a cheerleader when I was in high school, but I ended up running. And then, the, and then I wrote, I think I wrote that the last, the last graph was not bad for a wannabe cheerleader was, was, the, last, was the last graph of the story. <laughs> was a very good, she was a very good runner. Uh, and, and that was the, that was the last graph of the story. Uh, I probably don't, I probably don't even have that, that story anymore, but I always remember that was my first one. Uh, that's, that's something. <laughs> so I, and, and <laughs> You know, and that was one of those things where, like, I was out of my comfort zone in terms of what I knew about. I had never interviewed an athlete before. I'd never interviewed a cross-country runner before. Mm. Uh, but I think that was good for me. I think that was good for me to kind of get out of your comfort zone. And I think it's, it's okay to do that mm. um, to something you're not familiar with and sort of brought, broaden your, your horizons. Because it's, it's, you got to look, you got to be flexible. Uh, sure. In, in this in this line of work 
Uh, if you're not going to be flexible and, and versatile, you're not, you're not going to get anywhere. So you got to be willing to kind of, kind of do those, those sort of things and uh, not be afraid to sort of take on uh, a, a story that, that pushes you outside your, your comfort zone. You know, so was it, I mean, I'm sure it was hard at first to like, you know, cover like those sports that, um, you know, you don't really know. So how can you, like, if you're covering something that you don't know, what are ways to like increase your knowledge about it, I guess? Uh, try and learn the rules, right? Like, so, <laughs> so I had to, um, what was it? Cross. I had to cover the cross. Okay. I didn't really know the rules when I got it. So I tried to, I say like I, I tried to learn at least learn the basics, right? Sure. Like, like how many players are on the field? Don't show that you're you're like a total novice, right? You don't want to come. You don't want you, you want to project confidence. And if you're not sure, just keep it keep it short, right? Just yeah. why were you guys effective? Why were you guys effective offensively? Is a good question to ask if you're not technically proficient in a sport, right? Mm -hmm. And I, and I think it's – look, and I think it's okay. Um, you kind of can go up to them if, if you go up to the coach off, off the record and you say, hey, like, um, you know, you're in college where you're a college journalist. And, you know, hey, like, hey, this is my first time out at lacrosse. Um, and, and a lot of times they'll work with you because they're thankful sure. for, the, for, for the coverage. Um, you know, because those are sports that don't get as much coverage. Um, and, and, that's, and I think that's what I was able to do, just kind of try and learn it the best you can. Go watch a game on TV, right? Yeah. Or go find an archive game and, and watch it. Um, I think that's always a, a good idea when you're dealing with something you're not, not sure about. Maybe read stories about it Definitely. from somebody who is. Um, just to kind of get yourself um, familiar with it. And then as you go on and you watch it, um, I, always, I always felt like I was like fairly athletic too when I was yeah. in high school. Um, in terms of just being able to move around on, on the field when I played sports. So I always felt like that was something that I could apply then to my, to my coverage then. Cause I, like you see the way people move. So I'm going to throw out a name to you. Um, and I want you to tell me what this person really means to you. Uh, name is Mike Morkanoff. Okay. He's the Knicks beat reporter for the athletic and the NBA writer. And I had actually read your uh, farewell article in the daily Targum and you described him as a mentor. So what does he really mean to you? Oh my gosh, yeah, that's that's my guy right there. Um, yeah, so Mike and I worked together at the at the at the Targum. Um, <laughs> that was the name of the, the student paper at, yeah. at Rutgers. Uh, favorite, my favorite Mike story was when he landed in, he landed an interview uh, with David Stern, the late David Stern, the NBA commissioner, oh, really? um, by emailing him and saying, "Hey, you went to Rutgers. I go to Rutgers. Want to talk?" And really? Stern was like, yeah, sure, let's do it. So I remember he, he went up to, to New York. He was a year, Mike was a year older than me. Mm -hmm. uh, so he was already there and kind of entrenched um, and kind of knew his way around. And, uh, you know, he ended up landing uh, an interview with David Stern just by, by doing this. That's uh, so funny. Yeah. Well, we used to call him, well, we used to call him right-click synonym because he would, he would have all these big words in his story. Mike? You would call <laughs> yeah, him Mike? Yeah, yeah, we would Mike. And he, yeah, he would be like, yeah, we call we call him right click synonym uh, because he because uh, he would yeah he would use all these these big we'd be like why is he using why what does that word mean why is he using that word um, that's so you know, funny yeah but, but no he just he just had a huge uh, I guess vocabulary yeah um, 
and he didn't and he wasn't afraid to show it off. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, Mike's a Mike's a really great journalist, um, and certainly doing great things at the Athletic with his with his coverage of the Knicks. I feel for him that he's got to cover the Knicks every day. Um, but no, he's a um, he's a great he's a great journalist. was a was a great friend of mine in, in college. That really helped me. Definitely. What was like? Was there like a piece of advice that maybe like he gave you that really like stuck with you all for these years? But we well, we actually had a we had a really good group. I'll say this: we had a really good group in general. Not not just Mike, but when I was in college, uh, I worked with a guy named Matt Stein, who is a uh, an editor at MLB.com oh, right wow. now, um, and and another guy named uh, Sam Hellman, who worked for uh, I think it was uh, Rivals, the college site Rivals. Yeah. Um, and now he's he's working for for same company, and now he's out based out of Nashville. Mm. For, for two guys that I came up with, we were all in the same um, editorial board uh, at, at the college paper, and guys that you could just bounce ideas off of. Um, and if you, you know, you look at the, the careers they've had, um, just, just really great guys to be able to, to, to bounce those ideas off of and to, to learn from again, they were both in there before me. Um, mm. so they kind of, they kind of show me the way and they're still two of my, my best friends, uh, today that I still talk to on a, on a regular basis. Actually just, we were actually planning that, that first weekend of the NCAA tournament to all get together. Um, oh, really? Yeah. And, and go out and, and watch some of the games um, assuming uh, Ryder or Princeton, the, the teams I covered didn't make it. We were all going to get together. Yeah. And we had to cancel that because of um, everything that was, was going down, but we, sure. we all get together. We get, we, we try to get together and we do this thing where we go to like WWE wrestling. Right. Yeah. And, right. Like that, that was our thing. We, we've been to WrestleMania twice. Mm. Um, so like, it, it just goes to show that like the, the, the people you meet in college will probably be the best friends, your best friends for the, for the rest of your life. Sure. Um, you know, and, and so not only are they great, they were great people to, to learn from and, um, you know, swap, swap ideas with and, and, and mentors for me, but they were also really great friends. So I still keep in touch with, with today. So, you know, all those guys have just been, been great. They've all gone on to, 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 to outstanding careers in this. Um, and it just goes to, to, to show what, what having good people around you can, can do. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. I really, really appreciate all the support the Sport Profile has gotten and continues to get. It means the absolute world to me. Stay safe, stay inside, and hopefully we will all be at a sporting event again soon.